Hi everyone, this is Haley Culleton from Inside Scientific, the online environment for life science webinars, virtual events, interviews, and educational content that helps you do your best work. Today's episode of Expert Answers features Dr. Nico Hatsopoulos and Jeff Walker from the University of Chicago and Dr. Ben Hayden from the University of Minnesota. This trio spoke as the second half of a two-part webinar on wireless recording and stimulation technologies for in vivo electrophysiology in conscious, freely behaving animals. As a group, they discuss technological advancements and present novel applications of new head-mounted and implantable wireless sensors for neural recording in non-human primates. Let's get started. from the metal frame of the cage and are there any signal reflections? For the Sebastian question, shown our data that we can still collect the data even with a big uh, metal mesh and once you place the antenna inside of the cage so that head stage and antenna can stay in the same side, we almost get no interference with the metal mesh. And I think that also answers it, uh, Jeff, Adam, uh, Jeff Adams' question. So we could, I mean, we could get some good signal inside the cage. Perfect. Robbie, I have a couple of questions for you that have come in regarding TVSI specifically. Do you have currently a 384 channel system available? Yes, this is available now. So we have channel counts ranging from five channels all the way to 384. Excellent. And does TBSI make custom adapters for different electrodes and arrays? Yes. So uh, depending on what the customer has, we will work with you guys. We make custom adapter boards or cables to adapt to whatever setup you guys currently do for your surgical procedures. Great. Thank you. And this can be for you as well, Robbie, or gentlemen from the labs. You guys can weigh in on this as well, as I'm sure it's probably different. But what is the weight of the device? sitting on, on the animal's head. I can just weigh in, and at least in the standard weights that we have, for the 128 channel by itself, it's around 7 to 7.5 seven grams. And for the uh, 64 channel that we developed for the Hatsopoulos lab, it was a little bit different, but total would probably range around 5 to 6 grams. And if I'm a little off, the, any of the lab members can weigh in. Perfect. Actually, Nico, while we've got you, why did your group specifically choose marmosets? We chose marmosets, well, the real reason, and then we can, and then we made up reasons later on, but the real reason was that we, I had begun a collaboration with Jason McLean, who's an expert in optical imaging, and we wanted to do, we wanted to do optical calcium imaging using a primate species with a smooth cortex. And, and so that, and, and also, given their small size, we could image, you know, there's, there was less risk of um, brain movement within the skull because we know that there's actually less space between the brain and, and the skull in, in smaller species. So, so that was the initial reason. And, and also the fact that with these array recordings, we could, with Utah arrays in particular, which only can target down to about a millimeter and a half, we could image, I mean, we could record from the entire motor cortex as well as somatosensory cortex without having to deal with the, the sulci that exist in macaques. And then, then later on, of course, we realized that, you know, down the road, we could, we will be able to take advantage of transgenic marmosets and all the capabilities that will provide us with. But that was, that came later. Okay. 
And how much noise and what sort of noise do you have to deal with when using the wireless system? So I'd say with, with our system, we, we have two main sources of, of noise. We have movement artifacts and then effects on signal quality related to distance and, and line of sight obstruction. And we're still sort of trying to get a, a more precise handle on the, the quantity of, of these these sources of noise. Well, yeah, we're, we're hoping that we'll be able to record measure of signal quality in, in real time and in not too long. And for quantifying movement artifacts, we're working on a movement, a detected track algorithm to track the movement of the marmosets that will allow us to correlate noise with with movement. The short answer is we're, we're still getting a more precise handle on the, the types and extent of, of noise. But that said, I'd say 90% of our, um, our recordings are pretty much artifact-free to, to my eyes. That's great. Thank you. And Jeff, actually, we'll have you. Dave, can you record a good signal, a good single and multi-unit activity with the Utah area in, in the Marmoset? So well, I guess there are a couple of ways to answer that. Well, with the current setup, we have a battery that lasts about three or four hours, rather. And so it depends on how we, we budget that time. And we're, as I mentioned toward the end of the presentation, we're working with TVSI to come up with a solution to turn the head stage on and off when the marmosets enter and, and leave the apparatus. So if we're only interested in the foraging behavior within the apparatus, which only really happens in these spurts of on the order of 10 seconds at a time throughout the day, we can maximize battery life and potentially record for many days on end. But yeah, I guess the, the short answer is it depends on how we budget that, that battery life. Just to add to that, uh, Robbie from DBSI, we can adjust battery sizes depending on the length of recording times needed. So as Jeff mentioned, each uh, each kind of head stage has its own current draw that it's using. So we can adjust the size of the battery depending on what's needed from recording time wise. Great, thanks. Hayden Group, do you guys have anything to in about how long your recording time is with the macaques? Basically, yeah, we have... We have a similar, you know, three to four hour window, I think. We actually haven't really pushed it yet. We, you know, been, been uh, our typical setup is, you know, doing these tasks for an hour, an hour and a half, and it's been more than enough for that. So currently, you know, we really, we've been doing kind of the typical paradigm of doing a task for an hour and a half with a monkey, and that's how long they work. So like I said, we've had more than enough battery, really. So backing up the Adam's information, I have tested the battery life. I mean, connecting one battery into two, two head stage, it lasts longer than six hours. So it's more than sufficient of the time spent that Bacac is working per day. Perfect. Thank you. Michael, this is a good question for you. In your experience, have you had any um, damage to the head stage because of because of the macaques interacting with it? Or have you noticed any damage from so them that, at all? That was surprising part for us because even though there was a hole inside, I mean, up on top of the cap, they didn't uh, damage the head stage or anything. And also, while they were hanging on the metal cage, they adjust their height so that their cap doesn't hit the ceiling of the cage. So we tested that for a day or two, and it was consistent across those two days. Great, thank you. Hatsopolis Group, I'm not sure if maybe this is a good question for you, but 
can the monkeys live together in social groups with the helmets? Or do you have any experience with social housing? Yeah, uh, most of our marmosets are are paired. So there's a, a male and female pair in each cage. And as far as we can tell, the that doesn't interfere with the recordings. They, they don't seem to bother with the head stage, either the one wearing it or that one's partner. Thank you. What clay did you use to glue the wires going from the electrodes? So for us, we just use methylmethacrylate or dental cement to take up out of, you know, there's a craniotomy edge, we tack it down with the acrylic at the edge, and then we cover the dura with duragen and then just use more acrylic. So it's really all acrylic that we use to hold everything in place. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Expert Answers and that you will tune into future episodes where researchers just like you answer questions about their work, offer tips, tricks, and best practices, but most of all, share science. Don't forget to subscribe.